Praise God. God bless you and thank you for listening. This week, I am talking about watching and praying. Thank you for continuing to listen to me. I was a bit under the weather last week. But I believe I was supposed to replay Bridegroom Face to Face in preparation for this week, which is watch and pray. I thank God for all that he has done, all that he will do, all that he is, and all that he's created me to be. Even when my footsteps seemed small and weren't making any tracks or traces that I was with him, he was still with me. I praise God that he is a God who keeps his promises, who is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. There is no God like our God, and he lives to be in relationship with us. And he asks us one thing, and that is to take this gospel to the ends of the earth. He didn't say take this gospel to those who will listen. He didn't say take this gospel to those who like you. He didn't say take this gospel to those who love you. He didn't say take this gospel to those who don't hate you. He didn't say take this gospel to only those you think deserve to hear it. He said take this gospel to the ends of the earth. So praise God that he ordered my footsteps and the life that I have lived. He has continued to express that it is not in vain and that nothing, no matter how small or how seemingly insignificant, is not worth volumes in his kingdom. So I thank God that he asked us to watch and pray. But he also asked us to be his hands and his feet in the earth and to take the gospel to those who may not hear it otherwise, to those who may not want to hear it from us. He says, watch and pray and take this gospel to the ends of the earth. So praise God and I thank him that he allows us to be a part of bringing heaven to earth and being a part of his kingdom. My life started in rural places. And so even today, I love the country. I love a country drive. I love a house in the country. I love a walk in the country. I just love a rural setting, which is also called pastoral settings, which I don't think is by any 
accident or oracle incidents on the part of the Lord. But I just love trees and open spaces and open fields and seeing the sky for miles and miles without it being obstructed by any type of skyscraper or building. I love seeing cows on the hillside, tall grass growing behind fences that is going to be turned into bales of hay. I love it. And so it was no surprise to me that God asked me to go back to speak to someone in this type of setting to tell them that he loved them. Now, at the time, I was working more than two hours away from where he was asking me to go back to. And it was an urgency in my spirit that I needed to speak to this person and tell them that God loved them. I tried my best to reason my way out of going. I did so many things that day to keep from going to tell this person what God was impressing upon me to do. To tell them that he loved them. Now, I had worked a full day full day and I would drive 45 minutes one way to get to my home after a long, uh, after I've worked a long day and so I figured logically the Lord would accept me going to visit this person on the weekend <laughs> rather than going an additional hour and a half past my home to tell them that he loved them. And I reasoned and I rationalized this in the 45-minute drive that was to my home, but I knew what my assignment was and I knew what I had to do. So I continued to drive on. To tell this person that God loved them. I was just being obedient. I had no idea what would come of it. I had no idea why God was telling me to go tell this person that he loved them. But God knew. And that was enough. And yes, it looked crazy to everyone around me because I didn't publicize or tell everyone that I was going to tell this person that God loved them. I just did what God told me to do. But this person shared the the news the good news I guess you could say shared the good news um and I don't know if when they shared it it was good news they may have thought I was a little bit touched 
a little bit crazy, join a cult or something. I don't know. But the point is, the message was God loves you. And I did what I was supposed to do. God didn't tell me to expect any specific outcome. He just told me to do that particular thing. Now, this was all happening during a time where God was giving me assignments on a steady basis to let people know that God loved them and the effect that he had had on my life. So some people were shocked and others weren't. They were just like, okay, she's doing more of the same. But what I would find out later is that it wasn't necessarily all on me that made the encounter engaging. There was something else that made it intriguing or interesting to the older people in my family when they found out I had told this particular person that God loved them. And I will go into that in the next segment. Now, you've heard me talk about having an urgency for quite a while about God's return and about him wanting me to pray. And so this instance was a part of all of that that was going on. So him asking me to pray and the urgency he had in my spirit that he was returning and telling people that God loved them, it it all, to me, was a part of the same thing. And my family has never really thought I was just an ordinary person. I don't know all that they thought about me, but... They were rarely shocked or surprised by some of the things that I had done. There were times when my mother would give me a look that she was just flabbergasted. And it wouldn't be for long because she would realize that I was just being who I was created to be. So that's what happened in this particular instance. It was shock at first. Why would you go on a weekday out of your way to tell this person that God loved them? It was like just a shocking thing because, I mean, I'm sure there was a number of reasons why. But like I said, it was 45 minutes to my house and then an extra hour and a half to get to this person's house who God wanted to know that he loved them. But in the midst of all that, I had gone past my mother's house as well. So there was probably a little bit of anger or something that I'd gone all the way past her house as well to get to this person. 
But I was on a mission. I was on an assignment. And that's how I explained it to my mother. And I did get one of those looks where she was just flabbergasted, like, what are you talking about? But in all honesty, that's truly what I was on. I was on an assignment. Why I had to do it that day, I don't know. I don't know what this person was about to do. I don't know what this person was truly going through at the time that this person needed to know that God loved them. So we get past all that. My mother finally calms down and everyone else involved just writes it off as Tara just being Tara. That's what God is telling her to do. So we're just going to leave it alone. Well, it turns out that the reason they were probably flabbergasted, shocked, surprised, that God would go, would have me go tell this person that he loved them was for a reason I found out a little later. And a family member told me nonchalantly, just as they were saying, would you like something to drink? Do you want ice with that tea? Just as plainly as that, they said, you know, they're clan, right? Clan, as in Ku Klux Klan. I didn't know that, and I stated the fact that I didn't know that. But that doesn't change the fact that God told me to go tell them that he loved them. Now, I I need to add some background to the fact that this person was telling me that they were clan, right? The person who was telling me this had worked for them for a number of years, a number of years. And as a child, I had actually been around them quite a bit. So apparently they were clan then when I was a child And they were still clan. Now that I'm an adult, telling them that God loves them. So my brain works a little bit differently than everybody else's. I know that I've accepted it. God made me who he made me to be. So that's running through my head. And I'm still thinking, well, God wanted me to tell them that he loves them. So that really doesn't have any bearing on the fact that God loves them. And as a matter of fact, it may have more importance. So I take that information and just do with it what I would do with all information. I just stored it away. But also a little bit more background on the person who's telling me that their clan also actually tried to murder me when I was a child. So this person who tried to end my life before it began, or before it got started good, is telling me that these people are clan, yet I 
had told them that God loved them as well. So I'm I'm all of this didn't come at once. It's it's coming now even and it was forming even then. So you're saying that these people who are filled with hate don't deserve to know that God loves them. Yet I told you that God loves you and you tried to kill me. So what makes it right or wrong there that one has the same color skin as I do and one does not? Hate is hate. Disobedience is disobedience. Am I only supposed to share the gospel and pray for those who look like me, even though those who look like me may hate me just as as much, if not more, than those who don't look like me and hate me without even knowing me? So when God gives us an assignment or he tells us to watch and pray, he doesn't put parameters around it. Only watch and pray for those who look like you. Only watch and pray for those who don't hate outwardly or covertly. Covertly before, outwardly now. He doesn't put those parameters on watching and praying and spreading his gospel. If anything, he says, love your enemies. Which, honestly, I still struggle with loving those who I know are standing there gritting their teeth and gnashing their teeth at me because they hate me. And they may not know me, but they hate what I represent and they hate who I am, whether that be a black female, an intelligent female, an outspoken female, one that has standards and refuses to bow down to anyone, regardless of what their title may be or who they think they are in Christ. There is hatred on many levels that has nothing to do with the color of someone's skin. It has to do with the posture of their heart. And when God said watch and pray, he didn't mean watch the colors go by and see which colors hate you, which races hate you, which nations hate you. He meant watch and pray for his will to be done. Watch and pray according to how he sees things. Watch and pray because you know what I have told you in my word to be true. We don't have to create new things to watch and pray for. If we just watch and pray for the things that he's put in the Bible, we would have enough to do until he returns. Now, this revelation didn't come overnight. I am no better than anyone else to have this revelation. I've just sat down and had the time with God to understand that his ways are not like our ways 
And even though someone may be clan, he still loves them. And even though clan may hate me without knowing me, there are people who know me who hate me. So is anyone more or less deserving of God loving them? Yes, I agree. It is still hard for me to know someone is looking at me with hatred in their eyes and love them. But I can at least be polite. I can at least still do the assignment that God has for me, which is to watch and pray and to tell them that God loves them. No matter that they're scheming and conniving and waiting till my back is turned so they can put a knife in it. Before I turn my back. I bet I said God loves you. And I don't think I have to make my bed with them. Or to sup with them on a regular basis either. God didn't often hang out with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He gave them he gave them truth. He loved them. He let them know who his father was, but he wasn't hanging out with them. So I don't think I have to hang out with people who I know hate me. But if God gives me an assignment, you better believe that I'm going to do it because I am more frightened of God's power than I am of any man's power who hates me, regardless of the color of their skin or their politics. Or the rhetoric. God said watch and pray. And that's good enough for me. Now with that foundation being laid. About hate being hate regardless of who's hating you. I will go into what I believed watch and pray meant last week when God began to develop this message in me. I was watching the news articles and I was watching things being done by people in authority and I've been watching this for a while I began reading Bloomberg over 10 years ago when I first felt that urgency that God was saying draw near to me learn of me hear what I'm saying so I began to look at specific news articles even then and I People thought I was a bit odd and strange, even then, although I worked at a bank. So reading Bloomberg was not out of the picture. It was actually part of what I was expected to do, is to keep up with the world affairs, especially as it related to business and finance. And I was in banking for over 15 years. So that should not have been shocking to anyone that I would read Bloomberg. But 
I was reading Bloomberg and watching CNN news bites and reading whatever I could get my hands on that pointed towards prophecy. So that happened or began to happen over 15 years ago. So I would admit I was doing a lot of watching and not necessarily knowing how to pray about what was happening because I was fascinated by it. I'm looking at news headlines that corresponded directly to what God said in prophecy. So I was fascinated. So I was doing a whole lot of watching and probably not a lot of praying. But during that 15 years, God has instilled in me not only a desire and a posture of prayer, he has given me tools and power to see things happen as I pray according to his will. So now I'm watching those very same types of headlines speaking of what's to come and seeing it happen right before my eyes and I'm knowing how to pray. Now, I don't always know exactly what to pray, so I'll seek God for what to pray. But I know I can't be the only one watching and praying. I can't be the only one who feels the desire and the unction to pray because there's a whole lot to watch. There's a whole lot going on, a whole lot going on that most people just see as a natural progression of things. Whereas if you look at it through the eyes of God, you would think that has the world gone mad. One day aliens are fodder for movies and science fiction TV shows. And the next is being incorporated into our laws and our politics and our government. How did that leap happen so fast? Watch and pray. Watch and pray that those who know God and are in the kingdom of God will stay grounded and watch through the eyes of God and pray according to his will. As we watch these different countries partner up and we watch different countries lawyer up and we watch different countries power up with nuclear weapons and biological weapons we pray and like I said I'm not going to try to tell you that I know everything to pray and that I'm the expert on prayer. But I know I can pray according to God's will. And God's will says he will never leave us nor forsake us. So I pray that God surrounds each and every believer with strength and power to call down that which is not like him. Watching and praying. Now, I understand that 
there are some who just began watching. So they're in that stage that I was in over 15 years ago where I was fascinated seeing prophecy and scripture come to life right before my eyes. But I think that time period of being fascinated with watching has to be shortened because those who know the words of prayer and know the God of the Bible and know the creator of the universe needs to be praying according to his will with his power and authority because there are other authorities that are trying to deceive and corrupt those who may not have such a strong foundation in the Lord, but the Lord is still asking those who even know him a little bit to watch and pray. God is an amazing God and he's a merciful God. And he is the same yesterday, today and forevermore. And scripture says he does nothing without first revealing it to his servants the prophets. Now I won't get on my soapbox or my high horse about this, but I do believe that God's servants, the prophets, are different from the prophets that you may see on TV or YouTube or on the sides of buses, etc. Because God's servants the prophets reveal him and not themselves. God's servants, the prophets, reveal what he's doing according to his word and his spirit and not according to a building plan or a capital gains plan. God's servants, the prophets, know that what's going on in the earth right now only points to him being the sovereign, all-powerful, almighty God. So I beseech all who know God, she watch and pray. But to those servants, the prophets of God, Yahweh, Yeshua, the most high God, I, I give a little extra plea to watch and pray. So that the kingdom of heaven can and will come to earth. God bless you all. Thank you for listening. I look forward to whatever message God brings me next week. And I am just thankful and grateful that you continue to listen. And I am on a new platform as well this week, Verbal. So as I get to learn that, maybe you 
will use that platform as well. Watch and pray. And rise and shine. I don't think they're disconnected from one another. But praise God that he allows us to work with him. Thank you and God bless you.